the song uh, Peter Rosethorn likes to sing as he delouses his own children. No life here on Get This Around the Nation. Good morning, everybody. It's, uh, well, give everyone a round. It's myself, Tony. <laughs> cameras, but they're popping champagne and corks in private. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh-huh. That isn't the way you wanted me to use no, that. No, clip, is it? No, no. What am I meant to say for that? Cue up that clip again. What am I supposed to say? Uh, it was meant to go in the intros, yeah. and it was meant to go with me, Tony Martin, pushing buttons, Richard Martin, and Ed Cavalier. Yes. But, well, there's this joke, though, isn't there? It's implied. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. He goes, with me, Tony Martin, back up, back, pushing button, bridge, and crack, back, 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 and shrimping zone, Ed Cavalier. This pantomime mine where they're wringing their hands in front of the cameras with their popping champagne right. and corks in private. Right, so if I just said Ed Cavalier, that would have been Mr. Fire. Yeah, but, uh, no, but the humour is implied. Yeah, the humour because of the phrase shrimping, which I still haven't looked up Don't on. Don't look it up. On Wikipedia. Don't look it up. I've looked up Turkish group. Don't do that. I've looked up. Don't tea bagging. Oh dear. <laughs> Belching. We've we're talking don't, don't, don't. Not to ever use that word again. Come on. They should. No, don't, Tony. I'm not going to look up. Let's clean it up. Shrimping. All right, let's get to hard news. The Taliban has agreed to release a new single because that Dean Guy one didn't go very well. Sorry. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost time for a break. Sure is. That's the thing. Dean Guy and Taliban gangster. Uh, I'm doing that, loading it in this morning, and uh, Matt Dower, who's, you know, got some pants, got some pants, puts all our uh, clips together for us, mm. produces all our pictures. He's just looking wistfully into the middle distance, going, whatever happened to Osama bin Laden? Oh, who knows? He's been from him for ages. Yeah, he's done nothing. He hasn't put out any new gear for a long time. Videos were going really well, too. <laughs> I think at the uh, video store, Osama bin Laden and Steven Seagal are the two major straight-to-video release guys. Oh, are they really? Mm. Still waiting for Osama's. Chinese democracy, with it. He's the only man with worse cabin fever than Matty D. On the pots and pans, been hiding so long. Mm. Indeed. Uh, and of course, the producer of the show itself, Nikki Hamilton, uh, she's pregnant and so pregnant. She's so pregnant that she's eating pasta with one fork and then straight into fruit salad with another one. Yeah, gee. I respect that. And uh, this baby's not likely to happen before the break, is it? I mean, you could have timed it for our last show before the break. That would have been nice. Oh, what a wonderful way to go out. Richard delivers Nikki's baby. Baby <laughs> live on air. Tony eats the placenta. Could we induce the baby somehow for tomorrow's show? What could we induce it with? A jet ticket? Block the block tickets? Hey, see who's back in the news. Who's that? This woman here. A nappy-wearing former astronaut accused of attacking a romantic rival will claim temporary insanity. <laughs> She's got a good face. Give it a your honour. It's a bit full. I can change myself. It's <laughs> uh, so much fun for newsreaders. They get to say nappy-wearing astronaut again. And that story, they just got the word nappy in. As many times as they could. Lisa Nowak's lawyer says she's competent to stand trial, but argues she was far from stable when she armed herself with various weapons and nappies on a road trip from Texas to Florida. He claims the rocket scientist was suffering from a mental disorder. Well, that's understandable. I mean, she's no rocket... Oh, no, hang on, she's sorry. Pardon me. Also, squadron case of nappy rash. I've heard suffering from many things. Pluto, <laughs> Oh, stop, don't mention Pluto now. Sorry. Well, the thing is, that um, will bring the show down. She's armed with nappies. Yes. It's weaponry now. What are you giving up? 
Uh, let's have a look at this one. This is the epic of Borges. Describe what those two gentlemen are doing. Oh, they've made robot costumes just out of fridge boxes with alfoil stuck to it. Done well. There's a lot of alfoil going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing there's an alfoil shortage this week. Is that right? If these photographs are anything to go by. These gentlemen, uh, don't describe what you're seeing there. He's just... <laughs> he's got a calculator on a bit of string around his neck and he's holding up Rex Hunt's fishing tips. Brilliant. Brilliant work. And then... Uh, Another gentleman who's really covered himself in glory. Describe yeah. what you're seeing there. Oh, that man has strapped a rat trap to his face with just his nose poking through the hole. That looks great. That actually looks excellent. He's really the only, I think, uh, contender for... Oh, see, I don't want to give anything away for tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to the winner tomorrow, but I think we all know who's in the lead at the moment. Oh, there is a gentleman in the lead at the moment. You know who you are. Here's a famous Hollywood actor. Here's one of them the other end. Um, that's what I've heard, the rat trap. He's living gorgeous as we speak, 24-7. But that's great. Either he's got a really small face with a mouse trap on it. You're talking about Richard Deere. Is that what you were suggesting? Um, is, that, is that who? Well, yeah. I think that's one of those stories. I mean, okay. you know, it's been in the movie Scream now. Okay, so now that it's been mentioned in a movie, I'm assuming we're allowed to talk about it. But the thing is, apparently the thing with that story is, if you talk to someone like your grandfather, he'll go, Oh, we used to hear that about Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> right. you know, it's one of those rumors that gets told you neighbors at one point. It gets passed down from generation to generation. Someone in this generation, from this generation, needs it. Yeah, it's just sleep Cody at night with an array of rat traps mm. just around the back door. Just in case. <laughs> Pops its head out. Let's go for Shia LaBeouf. All right, Shia LaBeouf. He's on, he's on board. Uh, all right, have a listen to this guy. The Borgus stuff. Now, we all know what the price for Borgus is. Yeah, it's a remote control helicopter. Second price? Uh, slightly smaller remote control helicopter. Third price? I think it's exactly the same size remote control helicopter. Oh, it's a second price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but have a listen to this guy. <laughs> yes. Nathan Partridge has written in and he says, uh, Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Some real prizes, you bloody tight ass. While you're at it, give us an illegal download CD, Chicken Man. Yeah, we do get a lot of criticism for our prizes. But the thing is, if you don't have prizes, mm-hmm. or you have crappy prizes, mm-hmm. it weeds out people who just call up to get a prize. That's so true. Then you get the mad enthusiasts, the yeah. people who really want to tell you something. Get cool this. The only radio station trying to weed out listeners. We're a station now, are we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just get this FM. Okay, so, so. Don't forget Triple M coming on. Okay. <laughs> One right, okay, when you're finished. Now, guess what, you two? Oh. What am I holding in my own little hand? It's the control device for yeah. a remote control helicopter. I don't know if it's legal to fly one indoors, especially in such a small room as this. A booth, might I suggest. We'll soon find out. Richard, you've got the, uh, the instructions here. Now, Nathan, this is for your benefit only. This is to show that the prizes are real. And not only are they real, they totally kick ass. Uh, so, Richard, I've got the helicopter in my hot little hand. Yeah. You can't see it, obviously. So, tell me, what are the steps I need to get this bad boy up flying? Okay, well, I think we've already described the instructions written by the good people at West Excelsior. Excelsior. Yes. Um, uh, step one, pull out the controller's antenna. Yep, done. Oh, oh no, come on. That's <laughs> cheap. And I step sure it is? Yep. Turn on the controller's power switch, red LED on it brightens. Yeah. Okay. Pretty bright. Step three, turn yep. on the chopper's power switch, put it onto the open ground. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if we don't have any open ground, will yeah. the desk next to my microphone do? Yeah, let's... Should I move my glass of water? That's fine. No, no, I'll leave, leave a few heads until All right, and then I'll move this microphone because this way I'll get hit. So okay. I have no research getting in the way. Should I... Oh. <laughs> uh, step four, leave the controller to the chopper at least five metres far away. Now the antenna's currently touching. <laughs> 
the chopper at least five metres far away. Mm, now the antenna's currently touching. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah, man. I'm good. Never been happier. I've never seen the teapot, yeah? The ticks were piecing themselves. All the ticks just assembled outside the glass. Uh, normally there's something about, I don't know what, the thing or yeah. electricity. I wasn't paying attention there, though. Trying to so get the smoky kids to stop coming out of my ears. Normally, the only thing that can make the uh, text laugh is DVDs of robot chicken. That's true. So you've uh, done, done well. Very impressive. You're saying you're going to go in and have a second go at launching this thing. This is, of course, uh, one of the prizes in our August. I don't even know if it's a competition. Yeah, it's, 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 a it's an event. That's what it is. Yeah, but that's a, that's a problem. You haven't been following the instructions. Oh, oh it's gone to open ground. Yeah, I don't have any open ground. I've only got a desk. At least five metres far away. Don't touch the microphone. See if you can make yeah. it fly. Well, I'm going to have to go off the microphone. Maybe, Maybe okay, Nikki's microphone, I can shout. Okay? Well, let's, uh, let's go to the final move. Uh, All right. Step five. Confirm the fly area far away from any obstacles. Yeah. Then pilot, Yo Chopper. Yep. Okay. Right. Here we go. Right, Take this, Nathan. This bad boy works. Two, three, four. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
what, what have you worked out? You're attacking it with a plastic spoon. I'm sure that's not regulation. There's this bit on the side that says if it's spinning like crazily like it was, don't bother knocking. Then you <laughs> <laughs> uh, Then what you have to do is you have to spin this little thing, and that will that will write it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thing. The texts are out there just nodding their heads. We already yeah. talking about. All right, so I'll, I'll do that. Phone. Uh, no, because the. Uh, Maddie D had to go and find Kenny G CDs and then listen to like two. And you know, Maddie D, he's into the hardcore stuff. He doesn't want to be listening to Kenny G in an afternoon. He, he's into types of music I've never heard of. He was strip hop. Try, trying to defend himself by saying, oh, look, um, Kenny G is doing uh, a lot of work with rap artists now. What? Yeah, is that true? Q-tip. Kenny G, the original G. Kenny G, the OG, is getting together with a hip hop group. I have no idea who they, they are. are. So, what will he be called now? G Kenny. Maybe he can just call himself G Kenny. <laughs> I think who else is uh, getting cooler and coming back, according to Richard Marsden, is the famous five. What have you heard there? That's right. Famous five are coming back. Yeah, just. Coming back uh, underneath your helicopter instruction book, I think you'll find that story. <laughs> and they're coming back. Uh, they're going to be reunited in middle age along with the descendant of Timmy the Dog in a new television drama series for adults. Remember the character names from Famous Five? Oh, George Rupert. George, George Rupert, I don't think was in there. Julian Dickinson. <laughs> so it's going to be like a modern update. Maybe they could go like Doctor Who. Yeah. They could be like a super crew. Call it Julian Dickinson and put it on at 10.30 by the sounds of things. I'm telling you, Dick, we need guns. <laughs> Lots of guns. Get <laughs> kind of approach for the famous spot. Have them walking up a corridor backlit like Steven Seagal. This is 359. I'm not sure. No. <laughs> uh, people get into the podcast, they certainly do. Look at these uh, bits and pieces that have been posted on the various and many Facebook and MySpace pages dedicated to this program. Scuba Steve said he put on podcast 121 while he was going to sleep. 
woke up on the repeat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going all night. Now he can't stop saying the word nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Last night I went to sleep with, um, I wanted to dry some boxer shorts for the morning. <laughs> and I left, I left two pairs on the heater. And I woke up in the middle of the night and it was like quite cold. And it was, but it, no, no, sorry, it was really warm. The heater had been on. Yeah. So I thought I couldn't miss this opportunity. And I put the boxes on, to, on reach. Nice. So warm and toasty. And still slightly damp, hence the electrocution. It was just, it was just. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever go back to a room temperature under fence again. For a waste of time. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> now that I know the delight, it was like you know those hand warmer things you put in your pocket. <laughs> All right. Imagine having them front and back. <laughs> Good idea. Plenty of them. Here's one. Dan is trying to break the record for seeing how many get this podcast. He can listen to it one day. He's up to eight. I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> I don't think that's healthy. I can't listen to one, let alone eight. All right, have one more go and launch in the helicopter. No, no I don't know. So, two, three, four. <laughs> Now, it's a touch Singapore airport in here, so we've all taken off the requisite jackets to get this, exposing our embarrassing T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a number I like to call Curious Wrestlers. Yeah, that's uh, just very uh, blue. The <laughs> band never leaves his house has whipped off his shirt to reveal the tropical joy of Bora Bora. <laughs> I really wonder who Bora Bora was. <laughs> when did you, uh, you've never been to Fiji, have you, Dave? Never been to Fiji, yeah. no. Uh, the Pacific anywhere? Well, I think you in the Pacific zone? You can get really good uh, illegally burned DVDs yeah, uh, in Fiji. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. might head over there. Have you ever been on a Criterion edition? <laughs> Have you ever been in the Pacific Ocean, though? Oh, yeah, I've been in the Pacific Ocean, yeah, because uh, well, my stepfather had a boat, so we were oh, marlin fishing. Oh. I was mostly below decks with comic books. <laughs> Yeah, I've done not in that chair, like from Jaws. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Jumping out stuff. I've had uh, my feet dangling over the back of a boat being pursued by hammerheads. Have you? Yeah, like only about six feet away. So I want to pull your feet in, said my stepdad. And he said, well, see, if you fall in the ocean, this is what they teach them in New Zealand, if you are surrounded by sharks, you need to punch them on the nose. Yeah, that's the idea. But with a hammerhead, which bit is the nose? Try finding the nose. You give them like a double hook down the side. <laughs> bit of a bunch <laughs> bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a baffling. Mm. Fish over there. What are we talking about now? I mentioned the podcasting. Yeah, a lot of our older listeners don't quite know absolutely what a podcast is. How do you do it in easy stages, Mr. Marsman? As you know, I had some troubles with my iTunes recently. Yeah, yeah. um, we got to do step one: turn the computer on. Yeah. Step two: dial up the iTunes, select the iTunes yeah. icon, yeah. and got it downloaded. Yeah. Uh, step three: select the get this podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, step four: leave the controller to the chopper at least five meters far away. No, it's apparently touching. Ah! <laughs> it's electric. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> okay, sorry. It's so enjoyable. Just tuned in. That's become Richard's all-time favourite moment of the other He's apparently electrocuting himself. Oh. oh, what about prizes? <laughs> Thanks to send out for the listeners. It was so scary there. Yeah, yeah. But it was a nice electrocution. Thanks, man. It was one of the better ones I've had, yeah. Galen enjoyed it. He called in. He asked if anybody thought it was hilarious. Yeah, he knows how it is. Fallout Boy. They were laughing away. Hey, speaking of Fallout Boy, well, Rich and I are writing a song, right? You're writing a song for a as yet unapproved TV ad. Three minutes, though. 
And uh, I reckon we might get the chart. How that? You haven't even written it. And during the song, he's staring wistfully in the middle distance, going, "Hey, we might get into the chart." If the Fallout Boy can get in with "Thanks for the Memories," <laughs> the Ice Base song, please, yeah, it's a goddamn Ice Base. I love We're that. We're a shoo-in. I love that. We are a shoo-in. What about Tom Petty freeballing? I can't stop thinking that. Phil, let's go and talk back mountain. <laughs> and pants, reworking the stylings of Trevor Horn. Wasn't that Trevor Horn's production work on Yes back in the 80s? Wasn't he the Fairlight Man? I think that sounds correct. Frankie goes to Hollywood. No, sounds right. Not doing it the that sounds like someone pushing a filing cabinet down a stairwell. <laughs> that sound. A mighty sound. Yeah. Metallic. Yeah. yeah really. Massively. Speaking of sounds, probably the most, you know, we've done so many topics on Talkback Mountain. We've done, you know, stuff from the news, stuff from real life. I don't think we've ever had as many calls as when we did prelude to a farm. Brilliant. Now, this was the idea of, uh, you know, if you disgrace yourself or you can feel one, you know, about to explode mm-hmm. from the nether region, mm-hmm. I know, I'll uh, proceed it mm-hmm. with a witty one-liner. Uh, well, does anyone know what's wrong with this Xbox? Perhaps not. Sorry, I'm doing the farts. The arm farts I'll point out live, Rich, you can put the CDs away. Mm-hmm. What were you going to go for? Oh, those couple of cute little... Nah, nah, I don't want the pre-record. I don't want the shop ball one. Okay. okay. We're making our own today. Right. Prelude to a fire. Now, since that time, time, I don't think I've ever had more emails, yeah. correspondence, phone sure. calls, people shouting at me from cars. Yeah. To do postscript to a fart. Postscript to a fart. So this is, you haven't been able to come up with a one-liner in time. Well, the truth is out there. Yeah, it's happened. I better follow it up with a zinger. Absolutely. I'd right. to go with the simple, straight down to forensic. <laughs> and now with a sort of Shanebourne city homicide twist. Straight down to forensic, if you don't mind. All right, Tone, uh, if, you wouldn't, uh, if you wouldn't mind, okay. give me one. <laughs> No one. <laughs> 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 it needs more than that. Who's just that? There you go. Maybe we need uh, a boring laugh to sort of okay. yeah, get the impression these are funnier than they are. Just class it up a bit. Just class it up a bit. Yeah, actually, you look at the dude ranch, so surely uh, there's a lot of this yeah, yeah. work yeah. done there. All right, sometimes it's a little bit of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Out a storm, and that's lines from Police 10 Devon okay. across the Tasman. Okay. Drunken New Zealanders, so you can go. Assault! Assault! You touched the officer, sorry. <laughs> or for a smaller one. How <laughs> come? There you go. <laughs> See, now everyone's forgotten about the affront to human decency <laughs> and been concentrating on the witty bombo. Yeah, absolutely right. Mr. Martin, care to have a crack? Well, as you know, I don't come from a Family. You come from one of the great fighting families in South Australia. Absolutely right. Well, this is the classic that would always happen uh, in the house that I grew up in. Something like this. Oh, Dad! Oh, Dad! Good reason for getting a dog. Or a dad, in my case. So, we were in trouble. We were getting in trouble for fight humour. Really? Right, yeah. What is going on in No, no. Well, um, as I said, you did a good fart joke, joke at my house. They took her on a national tour. <laughs> <laughs> 30 cities in six weeks. 
So as soon as I start with Father Kimo, I can just feel my mum's wooden spoon in the back of my head. Oh. Just in the subconscious. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then maybe spoon to the back of the head and <laughs> just drop another one out. <laughs> Don't provoke me. I'm a machine. From more of the tank. All right. We're down in the gutter. We're on holidays from tomorrow, so we'll come back so highbrow. So highbrow. So highfalutin. Yeah. Call us up with your postscript to a fart. One triple three five three. Let's go down here again. This on Tripoli. We're up on Big Mountain then because you are brilliant that we're playing postscript to a fart. Now, this is a, a service. Yep. It's not just cheap humour. No, 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 no. This is ways you can uh, alleviate the social embarrassment of unexpected backdoor eructations. Exactly right. By following it up with a witty one-liner. Who's got an example in Cavalier? Hi, Craig. Hi, boys. How are we going? Excellent. So I'm going to lay one out for you and then hit us with it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> well, you're in the lead so far, Craig. I've got another one for you, boys. Right. Just a quick second. Let me go. Let off time. Okay. Paul. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Lovely talking to you. Have a nice day. G'day, Chris. How are you? Not too bad. Here goes phone. <laughs> It's not the smell, it's the burning of my eyes. Are you uh, a well-known father in your uh, part of the country? Can I ask uh, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, where are you calling us from? Stairway. Um, from work. From work? Where do you work? Uh, in Kiwi. Uh, yeah. Cubicles? Are you working in a cubicle? <laughs> no, I'm in a factory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Work, plenty of dispersal roof. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Uh, so, thanks, Chris. G'day, Alex. How are you? Good, mate. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Here goes Tone. Ooh, some of the older effects. Chris got matrixy. I like it. It also works for... The, the pre-fight as well. Oh, yeah, okay. you're yeah. right there, Alec. You've got a, you've got a, it's a multi-purpose. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Hey, guys, can, can I just, just no. do a quick no. shout-out? No, well. No, oh, please. Yeah, yeah. do it. Like, I was going to edit a couple of girls. They, love, they live and listen to the show. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. uh, just a uh, shout-out hi to Stab and Alyssa at Macquarie Bank. Big yeah. listeners. So, that's all. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's a prelude. That's a prelude. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thanks, Tom. Good, Robert. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad, boys. This is a hangover from the, uh, this is my days in the Army. He goes, Tony. Here we go. Uh, keep calling, sir. We'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
have you heard all of our podcasts? There are 122 40 minute podcasts up there. No, I haven't heard any. Yeah. Talk, Richard. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> it's either podcasting or talking, one or the other. Thanks, Jill. Thank you, bye. Wrap it up. G'day, Darren. How are you? Good job, mate. Here we go. Phone, lay it out. What a zinger. That's right in that, Darren. You, so you're living the dream when you let one go. You think, no, everyone, stop that. It was good. And also, a bit of product placement, too. Buy <laughs> <laughs> that space. Uh, finally, we don't have time, but Byron, how are you? G'day, Ed. G'day, mate. Ready? Here goes, Tone. Oh. I've been choking, she'll start.
very casual. I feel like we've let the whole show down. Caught us weird as well because you're a TV critic. Ah, uh, now you're a bit of writing critic. Well, you are. Well, we can don't get to work in television. You know, what's the old day about starting? Then you can't be. Well, you're in the big issue. I've seen you on skating. No, they're not really full on skating. Did you go to skating occasionally? Well, I just had a bit of a look at the Australian Idol. I know what this is going to turn ugly this hour. I think it is. And we're going to leave the listeners on board as we play What Have You Seen here again. Good afternoon. This is Triple M around the nation. Uh, Matt Cordemain is here. I'm always down the video store looking for something to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was actually, I was down the video store and yeah. I saw like History of Violence was there. Oh, I couldn't get it out because I saw like a preview. Oh, the History yeah. of Violence was Viggo Mortensen. No. Is that how you say his name? Viggo Mortensen. Aragorn. Is that what you refer to him as? It's so simple. I went for the preview where he was actually there. Oh, the premiere. Very nice. Name yeah. drop early on. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I was there. The, uh, the weird thing that happened was at the box office waiting to pick up the tickets. Yes. And uh, the bloke said, excuse me, I've just got a call upstairs. So he gets on the phone and says, oh, yeah, just want to let you know, uh, a guy's coming upstairs with a sword. <laughs> right. Who had the sword? Well, I didn't find out. I've, I've gone into the cinema, sat down next to a bloke who's sitting there with a huge two-handed broadsword. <laughs> the exact replica of the Lord of the Rings sword. Here, right there. <laughs> so that's a good way. So this is, I guess, for a terrorist wanting to sneak, uh, you know, weapons. He's just dressed up as a character from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting there thinking, man, I really hope he likes the film. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very violent film. Oh, yeah, I'm letting mm-hmm. other go on a, excuse me, mate, do you know, do the elves know if you've got that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, uh, you've done a fair bit of violent work over the years with the empty pockets, so oh, yeah. love doing that. And, of course, when you do a lot of pitting uh, people in the face with a frying pan work, mm. you've got to spend a bit of time on the sound effects. Oh, yeah. And the bar is always being raised for fight sound effects. And listen to this. These are the punch sounds from Submerged. With Stephen Seagal going around on Box Hill now. All right, that's good stuff. Oh, sorry, that's it. Warren Campbell was actually in the film, but gee, the bar's been raised. On, on the Lager Boys, which we used to do on the big gig, yes. uh, the guy actually got the sound from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's completely illegal. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, was the other back when they had money? No, you're right, though. Those were a new level of punches oh, yeah. in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. They raised the bar for punches. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how they're achieved. I told you, I once uh, was recording something in the next studio to where they were doing the sound effects for Houseboat Horror. That right? <laughs> it's any excuse to play that clip. Oh, no, no, no. And I went in, and there's a scene in Houseboat Horror where Alan Dale from Neighbours mm. has his head split in half by a machete. Mm. And there was literally the two old blokes in the dust coat mm. with a table laid out with cabbages, yeah. with pumpkins, with pounds of butter mm-hmm. and a machete, just going them all, going, nah, and this is Sally Allendale's head, try the pump again. <laughs> wind it back, wind it back. <laughs> of course, I couldn't resist saying, well, have you thought of just trying to use Allendale's head? And <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've never heard that one before. I didn't quite get that hollow sound. Foley <laughs> <laughs> artists, that's what they're called. I've used half a cabbage. It sounds great. It's, it's, half, it's half a cabbage good for a punch because you've got to have those balls. 
Well, who was the guy who did the sound effects for the punches in Raging Bull? I think he took all the sound effects that he recorded for that movie specifically, went out and burned them afterwards, so no one else could ever use them. <laughs> so it was like, you know, guns firing and lots of watermelon gear, but he went and burned them. Yeah. Some sort of, you know, bold act of artistry. <laughs> so no one else could. Wow, like you know, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. No punches in his films. You know, they just uh, tinky tink piano, was it? Oh, that Charlie Chaplin, he was soft. <laughs> well, we've used it, we've mentioned it. People now need to hear it. Gavin Wood improvising in the Australian classic. That's boat horror. Hey guys, girls, I am Was it, um, who was it? Somebody, possibly Andrew Ricardo. Yeah, Andrew Ricardo told us that Molly Meldrum saved uh, the tapes account there by just driving up to the ABC and loading a whole lot into his boot illegally and driving off. Mm. And if he hadn't done that, they would have all been erased. Oh, so when you see an old countdown on Rage or on the uh, Boxtel, it's because uh, Molly just went on a raid. Fantastic. Isn't it good to know? Mm-hmm. You know you've got, uh, I know a lot of your old stuff on the big gig. Is that still there? Would you need to go? Is that going to be uh, future episodes of Can We Help if you don't get in <laughs> and rescue the mark? Well, one of my res- resurrect the career plans was to try and get a best of the empty pockets. Those, um, it's funny, boys. That was actually very funny. Don't put that down. Oh, man. Well, no, it's not out. They wouldn't do it. You know how I got barges out? Yes. I was going for 10 years for barges in the old days, in the stores now. I, no one would put it out. Someone went and put it on YouTube, and I came on here and just went, oh, well, they're not going to put it out. Go and watch it on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. Within about 20 minutes, the phone was ringing. Oh. Can we get it out for Father's Day? Mm. Oh, got to upload. Get <laughs> <laughs> uploading, and let's find what else has been uploaded lately, possibly illegally. Next on Get This. Well, and Charlotte Dance War Anthem here at Get This on Triple M. Matt Quartermain is with us. So he's been on and off Triple M over the years. He's a TV critic these days. Is he corruptible? Do they send you, you know, stuff, free stuff to try and get you to, you know? No, it's the big issue. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> 20 cents. <laughs> I want a good review. Uh, we like to theorise that maybe some of the letters to the TV sections are written by publicists or possibly actors themselves. Mm-hmm. One today in the Green Guide in Melbourne. See what you think of this. Mm. Born again. It beats me why the ubiquitous Shane Bourne was cast in Seven's new series, City Homicide. He's much more suited to thank God you're here. A perfect piece of casting for that part would have been Sean Scully, an actor we don't seem to see at all these days, and yet he's one of the best this country has produced. That's from S. Scully. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually from W. Hughes, of all thought. I'm hoping it's not Wendy Hughes. She's on City Homicide in a couple of weeks. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, ho, hey, ho, we've got a body. <laughs> well, apparently he's doing on the set. He's, he's demanding they change the name of City Homicide to thank God you're dead. <laughs> so that he can do both shows at once. Sean Scully is an excellent actor, but what an odd letter. It's very <laughs> Scully freaks getting behind his face. <laughs> uh, the big controversy, of course, in TV is this uh, Californication business. Oh, I love that show. You yeah. love it? Yeah, I love that show. You're not saying it should be banned? You're not calling Channel 10 pornographers? No. No, because if you don't like it, you can switch off your telly. Oh, no, it's not very radical. You can change the channel. It's a crazy yeah. idea. Yeah. Sure. Well, head, over, head over to City Homicide. Yeah. Exactly right. I don't want to turn it off. Now, what have you... I know um, it's technically illegal to download 
TV shows off the internet. Of course. Uh, but of course, when... But a good friend of mine. A good friend, that's very good. Because, you know, when the networks don't show, how else how are you meant to see the rest of the How else are you meant to see the rest of the shield? How else are you meant to see the rest of the wine? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Oh, wine. Love. Wow, what a great show. Top stuff. It is a great show, but what have you... Um, uh, what has your friend obtained recently <laughs> that he's been impressed by? John from Cincinnati. John from Cincinnati is the show that uh, David Milch, the creator yes. of Deadwood, stopped making Deadwood yes. to make. Now, I've only seen the first episode, and I was completely confused. Oh, uh, it doesn't get any better. Right. You know, about 10 it's in, and it's stopped after 10 episodes. They've, they've stopped it. So, so you get, you've seen all 10? Yeah. So you, can you understand it at all? No. It's about surfing. Yes, uh, and this thing above the air, above the air, sort of godlike bloke who comes along and can pull anything out of his pockets. Right, money, Visa cards. Okay, I accept it's confusing. Is it good? Well, it's got most of the cast of uh, Deadwood yeah. popping up, <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's really funny. I really yeah. like. I didn't understand a single thing, but that's sort of nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but you know. It, it, What's happening with Deadwood? That's what people want to know. Well, you know, that's what everyone wants to go. But now that they've got rid of that, they're all going, how about going back to Deadwood? Why not? Well, it's been months since I saw someone fed to the peak. That's the volley of invective. That's what I need. That's what's missing from my life. What else uh, have people been slipping you? Oh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Now, yeah. when I was a kid, this was a very daggy show. Oh, very daggy. The new version, I'm told, quite good. Very good. Very what good. Makes it so good. Um, uh, the, the dramatic conceit of it is that the, the Cylons are actually the robots produced by the humans. And oh. they've gone off and they've come back being able to produce humans. Right. They right. look like humans, so you can't tell who they are. So the Cylons are uh, just a bloke with a light from the front of a bicycle bobbing around in front of his helmet like it was when I was the old version. <laughs> the new ones are beautiful, semi-naked women. Hot cheeks! Whenever you want to inject interest into a science fiction franchise, hot cheeks is always the answer. And when they die, they upload their memories into the next version of themselves. Very good. So that, can, that dramatic conceit is just fantastic. You know, they cop it, they die all the time, and the beautiful girl comes back okay. There you go. Mm. Then you're going to tune in, aren't you? Well, when you say semi-naked, oh. how semi are we talking? Well, not, not um, Californication. Well, no, then I'm not sure that you know what I'm saying. Oh, but, but the, 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 the Cylon woman has got a beautiful back. Really? <laughs> okay. We are okay. trapped in the... Pa- Ed is watching uh, Adam West in Batman. Batman. Oh, yeah. Uh, up on that one. <laughs> yeah, big time. I've been up late at night watching a bit of Murder, She Wrote. Oh. I discovered recently, ran for 12 years <laughs> and ran for 265 episodes. And what you really want to see is just an, an episode of, uh, you know, Unsolved Mysteries with someone going, these 265 murders over a 12-year period have one thing in common. <laughs> <laughs> a visiting authoress. <laughs> what was she doing there? <laughs> Every single time. It's the only thing they have in common. It's eccentric old lady. Uh, the other one that, uh, you know, you get like that, you start, you find when you watch a lot of TV, you start to pull it apart, you start to go, you know, CTU should just notice that if there's going to be an explosion, it's always going to be at one minute to the top of the hour. That's right. Columbo just needs to look for the biggest name actor who he's going to be talking to in that episode. <laughs> That's, That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. It spoils yeah. the show. You shouldn't really talk about it. Five minutes to go, time for our more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, see, 
was too young to see Happy Days first time round. Mm. Not impressed. How did you describe the film? Uh, as a mechanic who's 36 hanging out with guys in year 11 in the toilet. <laughs> in the toilet. In the toilet. You got a problem? Come to the bathroom. I don't want to. I got a problem at home. Yeah, I'll sort it out in the bathroom. <laughs> no, just come in. Uh, come in. <laughs> yeah, have a drink. I didn't, put any, I didn't put anything in that drink. What are you talking about? <laughs> It's not the fun that's done at all. Jarchi is in uh, yeah. uh, oh. Diagnosis Murder. He's in that now. Diagnosis Jarchi, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's stop talking about shows from the last century. Let's ask the listeners what have they seen. That's what we'll do next. Eerily reminiscent of the zombie movie. <laughs> around the nation on Triple M. I'll just say, because we've got Matt Quartermain here, he's a boxhead TV critic to be feared in the pages of the big issue. Back in the days when we used to come up with funny names, <laughs> and we didn't realise when you came up with a funny alternative name, it made it really easy for the radio station to get rid of you. Yeah, okay. Let's <laughs> get a new boxhead in. I was a fat man for five years. No one was able to explain that. Mm. Just saying, uh, here's something odd that you don't see in TV. That show, The IT Crowd. Yeah. Heard about that one? Yeah, it got bad. Everyone I know hated it. I didn't watch it. It was from Graham Linehan, who was one of the writers of Father Fit. Watched an episode of it on YouTube last night. Got a few, a few cacks, I have to say. But it's got that guy who was in Garth Marenghi's Dark Plate, mm-hmm. which was shown on SBS, a very obscure comedy show. The guy, Dean Lerner, the guy talks like this. He's uh, in the IT crowd, the British version. I think his name is Richard Aode. I'm never quite sure how to uh, pronounce it. He's, uh, they've done a, an American remake, and he's going over to play the same character in the American version. Has that ever happened before, where Ooh. they've done the remake oh. across the Atlantic and the same actor has played the role? So they've done it with The Office, haven't they? Yeah, but there's no one, no one from the original. No, no, yeah. No crossover. No, no. no one from uh, Steptoe and Son was in Sanford and Son. I think you're fine. <laughs> Sorry, that's how old I am. No yeah. one from Man About the House was in Three's Company. No, no one went over. No. Youth and Joyce didn't cross the Atlantic. Play Mrs. Roper. It didn't happen. <laughs> right, that's how trivial we're getting today. Uh, what have you seen, Matt Quartermain, that you've liked? Uh, I saw Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan! It can be TV. It can be any. It can be something in the street. It can go either way with Dylan, can't it? When oh, it yeah, yeah, that's right. It could be. He didn't say a word all night. Just the other night. No. Thank you, friends. Oh, uh, you know the voice. The voice was gone, but but the phrasing was still there. I'd love to hear Bob do some like like classics. The meaning, love the meaning. That is the question. Well, you'll set off Mr. Marvin. <laughs> Any excuse for a Bob Dylan yeah, from that man? Oh, good. He's a bath of anything that you have ever done before. <laughs> he gets around. Yeah. What have you seen, Mr. Martha? Does anyone remember a TV show from the 80s called Legman? No. no. Okay, it was only no. about six or seven episodes. The closest I can find, and I've just watched this this morning, I've been looking for it everywhere, it was only uploaded to YouTube recently, is a Channel 10 promo for Legman on YouTube. What was the show? <laughs> That's not necessarily brilliant. But I just thought I'd share it. What was it? I'm not sure if anyone else knew the TV show Legmen. What is Legmen? Well, I guess it was, it was slightly racy. You know, there, there were a couple of guys, maybe they were bounty hunters or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the conceit being that they were Legmen, that they enjoyed the ladies. Now and again, they were Arsmen, I guess, in some episodes as well. But the TV show is called Legmen, and it also continued in that tradition. So they're horny bounty hunters. I don't know what it was. So it's like Chuck Norris. Yeah. Or, or as we call him, Sergeant Moss, because it looks to me like his beard is just Moss growing on his face. 
Who's the guy who looks like Charles Bronson in the new Matty Johns film? <laughs> oh, I think so. There's, oh, there's, so there's a question they're asking on every show. About the like uh, I just want to pick my watermelons. <laughs> I love Charles Bronson. But uh, Legman continued in the tradition of uh, guys wearing jeans with a bandana around yeah, their neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Um, Punky Brewster, Chachi style. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of people at home are in a similar boat. <laughs> what have you seen, Mr. Cavalier? Well, as you know, I'm a big Bats Life guy. <laughs> Uh, and I find the That's Our Baby section boring beyond words. However, they've cranked up the pet pin-up tone. Look at this. It's $50 to send in a picture of your pet. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you haven't done it yet. And normally it's just dogs and kids crawling on its back. First cigar in its mouth. I couldn't care less. Have a look at this tone. What's Describe it? what's happening there in the top photograph. There's a cat yeah. using another cat's tail. Yeah. As a sort of... Uh, as a scarf. As a scarf. Yeah, yeah. His little neck's cold. As a boa. So he grabbed the other cat's scarf and wrapped it around his head. Yeah, that's much better than just adding the speech bubble to a dog. Can I get you a cup of tea? That's what I was getting to. That's $25 of anyone's money. That's what I was about to get to. Attributing quotes, why is a dog sitting there looking at you like, why is that thing flashing in my face? Equal, can I get you a tea? Or a coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the cat. Okay. So, I want some food. I want some food. I want some food. 50 yeah. bucks for those photos. Apart from Nikki, our producer, we don't have kids in here, Matt, but you do. Have you ever been tempted to send your child into That's My Baby? Well, weirdly, I, I, <laughs> the only way I tried to get a telly was to send a video of my kids in the bar to uh, funny other videos. Well, was there any of them injured? Well, no. It didn't get on because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing anything. Well, yes. So when my my little girl was singing uh, "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," accompanied by her brother on arm bars. Oh, what? Then didn't make it. That's because uh, I guess I did, you know, my own sound effects. That's a near word promo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying they got no, no, no. Sorry, mate. We do the noises in here. We're not accepting that. We choose the boring, mate. We choose the boring. Yeah. He dressed up as a giant mouse and had someone punch him in the face. That didn't get him on. Still didn't get on. Unbelievable. Oh, trying to reach that Nirvana one day. Mm. <laughs> I think it's time for the listeners to uh, throw an oar in. What have you seen? Can be on the TV, can be on the movies, can be uh, straight, just at a concert, anything. Anything you've seen with your eyes in your own head. What have you seen? One triple three five three. This is John Moore, Jeff and Diane. Here again, we've got a quarter of with us, and we're simply asking the question what have you seen? Hey, Toby, how are you? Very well. Excellent. What have you seen? Early 90s movie called Airborne. Edward. Uh, <laughs> he moved to Canada or something like that, but he uh, doesn't know what to do. He's not cool enough until he finds his rollerblades. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. actors are you now? Who are we to? Who's in this one? Uh, I wouldn't even be able to tell you the name of the guy. All I remember is that he was so uncool with all of the kids until he won the race down Devil's Backbone. Of Right. And is the cover of him doing a jump, is it? Is it a jump on rollerblades? Yeah, yeah, because he, he comes off a bridge and, and rollerblades up a tilt tray down about a height of probably three billion metres. That's and, right. That's right. And, and lands to win the race and skate into people's hearts. That's oh, right. Yeah. This is airborne. What yeah. was, did you say yeah. Kevin Bacon? No, there's a Kevin Bacon film called... The Air Up Here. The Air Up There. Where he goes to Africa yeah, to get right. the African pool guy to play basketball. And I might right. be wrong, but I suspect that film is directed by Starsky from Starsky. Is that right? Yeah, sorry. Michael, Paul Michael. Paul Michael. Did he also uh, direct Air Bud, the basketball-playing dog? Yeah. 
the whole thing is just absolutely priceless. You can you can YouTube quite a bit of it. They're, yeah. they're really big in the US at the moment. They've uh, been on Letterman and Leno. You can YouTube some of their songs. Well, they were actually, I think our own ABC actually signed them up for a little scene show called Stand Up that was on right. Tuesday nights at about Tony, they didn't. They didn't have a catchphrase. It wouldn't last. No, of course not. No, I haven't met. See, what I do love is a David Bowie piss take, and they do possibly the best one yes, ever. Yes, and great, that one. Get onto YouTube. Flight of the Concords, David Bowie. Thank you, Tim. We'll be headed round to your place as we speak to pick up the illegally downloaded <laughs> stuff. I'm a Peter Guardian. Hello there, Joel. How are you? I'm good, mate. Eddie, how are you, mate? I'm excellent, sir. What have you seen? Uh, I was on YouTube the other day, and I found uh, Ultimate Fighting Cat. No, I think... <laughs> Very unlikely to see Steve Coogan involved in all these celebrity <laughs> fruit. 
Anyway, uh, no jokes about that. Uh, we've talked a lot of uh, nerd gear, a lot of TV. What about sports quarters? Do you reckon I could do a sports segment? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that funny. Ed Cavalier challenged me. Spontaneously. the door, there might be a strong boot bridge to blow Tony away. There we go. That's what happened the other day. We now introduce a new segment uh, that Richard and I have come up with as we go round the grounds with Tony Martin. <laughs>